Ocean FM. Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road, Donegal Town. Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikin air-to-water heat pumps and all your renewable needs. And sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast. It's just fabulous to see him alive and up and picking her up. The thing about the club is you don't choose your club. Um, it's, it's like family. You want to get back out on the field. It's just uh, it's, it's in your blood, I suppose. And you just want to get out there now and get the games going again. Brian Murray, Thank you. let me shake hands with you. You come in here hobbling. How are you feeling now? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I tell you nothing about a couple of pints, won't do, I'll tell you, you know. He gets a bit behind it. He launches it in. It's over the bar. The wee man from Chichar. Yes, welcome one and all to the Donegal GAA podcast with Ocean FM. Paddy McGill here, co-hosting today with the great Connor Breslin. Delighted also to be joined by Donica Boyle of the Irish Independent and the pride of Glen Swilly, Gary McDade. So normally our preview shows, it's, you know, looking ahead to whatever upcoming game. Donegal, of course, taking on Ross Common, but there's a massive massive mess in the northwest and in Donegal GAA so that's where we're starting and I suppose we're likely to have a lot of new listeners to this week's show especially from outside the county and you might be a GA supporter or a casual fan and you're probably hearing a lot about Donegal whether that's trending on Twitter or Facebook or whatever and you're wondering what the hell is going on so I'm just going to go through a really brief quick timeline I think it's worth reading out and are they all linked to each other that's one of the many tariffs of difficulty that we have in trying to figure this out so I suppose this novel starts back in June when Declan Boner sorry lose to Armagh the 12th of June so he departs the 20th of July Paddy Carr is appointed Donegal manager in October that's 97 days after Declan left and look there are many groans from Donegal fans between July and October because nobody knows what is actually going on so there was a three-man committee put in place to try and find that manager it's essentially all done in secrecy Paddy Carr is eventually appointed then a couple of weeks later Donegal's arguably best ever player okay retires in Michael Murphy. So it's a bit of a movie thriller, so I'm going to come back here, Quentin Tarantino style. In 2021, Carol Lacey, Donegal's most decorated ever player, player of the year, four All-Stars, All-Ireland winner in 2012, was appointed head of the Donegal GAA Academy. And the word from everybody really was that it was starting to blossom. However, in late 2022, again, more talks started that the relationships between the board and the academy were slightly strained. Lacey was called into a disciplinary hearing for stating that there needed to be more, I suppose the term is, there needed to be more dialogue between the coaching officer and the academy. Carl Lacey was eventually called in to a disciplinary hearing, if you like, okay? Then Carl Lacey leaves the academy and subsequently about, uh, about over a week later, coaches leave the leave and say that they have absolutely no confidence basically in the governance of Donegal GAA and those who did report on the silence you know were heavily criticized and that as we know leads to all sorts of rumors because there was a huge vacuum of information in that time then we had Carol Kane's piece in the Irish News where 
you know, it went through so many different parts of it. Carr done, you know, a really, really good job. Most people would agree. There was talks with Jim McGuinness. He was available and other people were available to take the job at the time. And the county had assembled an incredible backroom team. The county is furious at how the managerial processes of both supporters developed. That's on top of the academy breaking down. So things were very tense, hostile on a house of cards. I suppose you could call it, look, a civil war really had started in the, uh, between the managerial selection and the academy. Then on Wednesday, Paddy Carroll walks away, okay, from the Donegal job. And we now know that three players, because of the meeting last night, basically asked Paddy Carr to walk away. Um, there was a special county committee and convoy. I'm coming to the end here with club delegates last night with no media granted access. The item on the agenda was the Donegal GAA Academy. And some of it was about how the media was talking about the Donegal GAA Academy. I'm going to take the pressure of all of us here by saying we are at a grave disadvantage and that we were not at the meeting last night. The media weren't granted access. But look, there's loads of information, I suppose, doing the rounds. And if you're all confused at that, it's okay. You're absolutely not alone. Connor Reston. Yeah, we covered everything well there, Paddy. Um, if we want to talk first about maybe the the meeting last night, um, it's at a point where I think Donegal GAA is really on its knees. It's at its lowest it has ever been uh, in terms of the county board willing to not come out and address that Paddy Carr has walked away, but merely to try and, again, sweep the issue with Carl Lacey once again under the carpet and then take out a bunch of articles and say, well, the media is, uh, you know, uh, criticizing us again and wah, wah, poor little us. Um, I do think it's be it's beyond a joke at this stage. You said it's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. I think it's a little bit more like Monty Python in terms of the way they're going about it. They, um, in my opinion, are breathing their own egotistical air and in a little bubble. And now that bubble has truly burst. Um, we thought when it couldn't get any worse, we debated at the start of the week, will we do a podcast regarding Donegal Ross Common? We said it really was a nothing game, so there was no point looking into it. I have been on seven of these preview podcasts now in 2023, and we've talked about more what has happened off the field rather than what's happened on the field. And speaking to a few journalists today, the down Donegal game in the first round of the Ulster Championship it's not the talking issue. It's what's going on with the county board, what's going on with the academy, who's going to be the next manager. And really, for me, I can only feel sympathy for Paddy Carr. Uh, we know the players, as you, as you have stated, Paddy, I've met with them during the week. I'm sure there was a lot of honesty involved. Um, I don't think it was as in as much disarray as maybe people want to make out it was. I say as soon as Paddy Carr got a sniff that... He might have not have been up for it or it was getting the best of him. That was him gone in his mind already. If we want to look at his record and compare it to Declan Boner's first record and his first year in charge, um, you know, Declan Boner had two points after six games with some really, really poor matches. I remember going away to Monaghan. They lost by six points. They went away to Tyrone. They lost by six points. And Declan came back and won two Ulster titles. So I don't think it was as bad under the Paddy Carr era as many people were making out. But with all of this going on in the background in 149 days in charge, it it really, really is comical. It's it's as I said, like Monty Python or or Father Ted or something at this stage. And 
where we go from here, I don't know. It, it's literally plucking at straws, and the story, I'm sure, will continue. I'm not endorsing ourselves because we're nobody's here, Connor. But to, to talk about the media bashing and that, were people expecting, like, for example, Tommy Gorman used to always say that the best way to get ahead of a story is to kill a story. The reason why people have been, we were reporting on this a couple of weeks ago, and some say we weren't doing enough, and that's their own opinion as well, that there was a media silence, but don't think they understand, but we, we'd we had a podcast, you know, the Democrats on some really good work as well. It was a house of cards where spates of coaches walked away, and our most decorated player ever walked away. Were we supposed to keep completely silent? And I go back to Tommy Garman, best way to get ahead of a story is to actually go and kill the story, where there should have been more dialogue at that time to the Donegal public because it's about John, you know, John, 80 years of age, and Bunkrana or Paul and Glenn Colin Kill, who's 45 years of age, living on his own. We need, you know, there's this vacuum of communication. And if you don't have that dialogue with different people, perception would change. And people think we were all pro-academy, pro-Car Lacey. It was the obvious almost way to go because we didn't have any statements. And... We're just out to do our job like anybody else. We travel long distances to go to games, and I it's not very fair, I don't think, um, that we're not out. We're Donegal men. We're not out to get anybody here. In fact, uh, in fact, I think we've been pretty restrained overall in what we do, and I know we're going to talk ourselves up, but I just don't really think that that's fair. And there was a couple of weeks with no statements in that. You have to get out and kill a story. Somebody there from the board should have probably went to, look, top of RTE, News Talk, BBC, Thomas Niblock, somebody like that, and go and kill the story and stop stop the various rumours that were going around. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. Paddy and Donica would tell you, even on a national level, I don't, I don't think it's Justin Donegal, but it also, I think, portrays how amateur uh, how amateur the county board is in the way they go about their, their business. I mean, uh, they said no media were allowed into the meeting last night and within a half an hour, you know, as stories were coming out, I don't think anyone remained silent. There was a lot of stories going around. They, uh, several members of the county board stood up and criticised the media for doing their job. One of them was Sean Kavanagh on RT, who they actually referred to as Colin Kavanagh. So I mean, it it like the story and the jokes just they 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 go on, and you know you're put in these positions, and it really shows that they try their best. I personally don't think they're up for the job, and when you lose a manager and the state that Donegal's in, the the meeting was called to address the Carl Lacey situation. And from the story we get out of it, it's, oh, thank you, Carl, uh, please come back. And then the rest of the meeting was, well, you know, we feel hard done by, please help us. You know, we're, we're only doing our best. And I think the lack of clarity, you know, they're deser they deserve to be criticised. And I don't think I'm alone in, in saying that. And I do think Donica, you know, will say that. And from an outside source, I, you know, probably he's looking in and thinking we're laughing stock. Yeah. 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 Look, it, it wouldn't be um, it wouldn't be exclusively a Donegal move now to exclude media. Just to give this a bit of broader context, it wouldn't be exclusively a Donegal move to exclude media from county board meetings. So that's actually quite common. It, it does baffle me a little bit because I don't think, and particularly in the modern age where we have smartphones and you know almost constant communication with each other, that you could hold a meeting with. I don't know how many clubs in Donegal. Forty odd, is it? Um, yeah. 
yeah. you know, have a meeting, maybe a delegate or two from every club, maybe somewhere between 50 and 100 people in a room and expect a degree of privacy. Like, that's just completely unrealistic. So I think you're as well, meet these things head on. But like I suppose the media side of it aside, which is obviously something that we would focus on because that's the end of things we're involved in, it's been an absolutely desperate three or four weeks um, for Donegal. Like, just thinking in a national context when when Mayo were going through their dispute with the international with the support funds that's one that jumps out to mind as something similar you know it's kind of seemed to be getting in their own way Cork obviously had a couple of major uh, internal disputes and, and at the top there Paddy described it as, as a civil war which is actually uh, uh, you know not an unfair term to use but very stark as well at the same time and it's been an awful week on every level from administration the loss of Paddy Carr you Carl Lacey walking away, who, as you say, is the most decorated player. You Jim McGuinness going on the record saying that his, his his help, he was there to help, but he wasn't contacted. And then you had the other probably most senior man in the county in terms of being the senior football manager leaving his job as well. So three of the most significant people in Donegal football at that moment in time have walked away or have said something very damaging in the last 10, 12, 14 days, whatever it is. So... It's a long, long way back from here. It's it's a hell of a mess, and it seems to have turned into a mess really, really quickly. And you boys are up there, and you have a better feel for it. But um, it, it last night, while it feels like you know maybe the, there's a chance of an olive branch there, there's so much ground to cover between now and maybe making any sorts of uh, building any sort of bridges. And I just wanted to just say, so from last night, and that brings me on, and as eloquently put there, Donica, and I understand that point you make about it's not uncommon for media to be allowed into some county board meetings. But I think last night, given the context of it being a special meeting, I think there could have been a little bit of leeway given there. I suppose the headline coming out from it is the Crow Park is the conducting independent review of the, the controversy around the academy. Now, the big dilemma is, I don't know, we still don't know because we weren't there to ask this question, was did they step in or did the county board ask them and people are telling me different things. So, so we don't know there, okay? And... Gary, what do you make of it all? Ach, listen, Paddy, you know, le- listen to Donegal and people down the country. We're being dragged through the mud at the minute. And as a Donegal supporter, I suppose, it's very, very hard for me to take that there. So it is. And, uh, you know, I think as as a, as a people, uh, we need to try and pull it together. Um, there's a lot of anti-county board, and I guess it's justified, but then... I know, you know, from being there in the past, it is difficult uh, uh, working with some people there, but there's a lot of good people there as well, you know. With absolute, uh, Gary, Gary, absolutely. Sorry, we are not out here slating every county board member. Yeah. I and just we talk about the civil war. Like, there's a brilliant art drama that brings my equipment to most games, and this is why civil wars are are complex. I have to pick up the radio equipment and he's drinking tea with a load of lads from the county board and I have a chat. I mean, like, this is why civil... I teach Leaving Cert history. You know, you know all about school, Gary. And I always say civil wars are the... And I look, I say civil war and tongue in cheek. I mean, I'm not saying it's anything like that. But at the same time, they're more tricky because everybody knows everybody involved, Gary. Yeah, exactly. You know, and probably from a healthy point of view, we had contests at our convention last year, you know, and at some post we haven't haven't always had that so there is people out there I suppose that are willing to, t- to go for posts and go for jobs you know um th- there's 
I actually spoke to a couple of the county board members last week at the game in Bal Buffet against my old pre-game uh, on my way into the ground. And, you know, and <laughs> they were saying, look, we're trying to hold it together here. You know, we're doing our best. Go easy on us. Anything you're, that you're talking in the media. And I said, I said, look, I know there's a lot of good people there. But, you know, <laughs> to me, then look, looking from the outside in again, I'm trying to look from the outside in, There's a lot of people that are maybe... Loose, loose talk, loose comments that are really dragging it even deeper and further down. You know, it's very easy to go on the keyboard and, and be a Twitter warrior or a, or a keyboard warrior. Uh, you know, like, you know, you have to, it's nearly us party. As, and, and when I say us party, I'm talking to everyone in Donegal. I'm talking about me, you, Connor. I'm talking about um, John next door, the people on the ground. Like, we're, we're, we have a lot to, be held responsible for as well. You know, that's our uh, uh, the GA. The best thing of the GA is that the people on the ground can influence the people at the top. You know, and and like us, we're all club members. So therefore, we influence who is our club delegate. We have an influence then on what uh, it's up to us as club members to try and make sure our club delegate gets the point across at county board meeting. Maybe there's not enough being done as club members and people on the ground to make sure that we're getting the right club delegates there going into the top table and asking the right questions. Maybe it's been too easy a ride for too long at, at for people at the top table because they haven't been questioned enough, haven't been pushed enough. Um, you know, there was a lot of questions or a lot of people saying that there was going to be a vote of no confidence last night. I was really fearful, Paddy, that had happened because what I was hearing is that the all football would have been shut down in the county, that there would have been no northern board, no southern board, everything underage. You're possibly talking up to eight weeks to get the whole show back in the road because there'll be no one to put the fixtures, anything out. So, you know, it could it's really bad. It could, it could get worse. So be careful, people out there, what you wish for, you know, at the same time. Because, you know, I look across the border, Derry and Troner, two neighbouring counties, I'm extremely envious of the way they run their boards, you know, and the way they have they have it, and then people people are very easy to say, oh, the county board need ousted. We don't always have contests for those positions. That they're all voluntary positions. It's difficult to get people in on those jobs. Um, I think maybe we don't have what Derry and Tyrone have at board level within Donegal across Donegal. They just seem to have extremely good administrators. Every role we have good administrators, but maybe not in every position. So, so we haven't done it all. So it, it's difficult, you know, and, and and people need to be just so careful what they wish for. And, you know, that, that, Gary, that's what outside in. Gary, ju just on that point, I think that's what started this whole debacle. And, like, I think everyone at this point has read Carol Kane's piece in the Irish News. It's that decisions are being made by the county board who are volunteers who don't have top level degrees in sport a lot of them don't have degrees in business which is really what it's taken now to run a county board they don't have anything like that they're doing it out of the love of the GA and yet the people that they have to tell what to do are essentially qualified you know people like Carl Lacey like I know it was mentioned at the meeting last night 
lads, wake up. Where are you going to get another Carlesi? Like with all the degrees he has, with all the degrees these coaches have, and people are saying, well, you know, are they getting paid or are they not getting paid? They probably deserve to get paid because they're the ones with the qualifications and they have to take orders from a Joe Soap off the street who makes decisions and what we've seen in the last few weeks haven't been making the right decisions. Well, there has always been and in, there is increasingly becoming that interface between the sort of professional side of the GAA, which is growing and growing and growing, and the game, which is run by amateurs, like foundation, buttressed by amateurs, people who give their time. I think Paddy's, or, sorry, Gary's point about the amateur nature of your county board officials, that is what they are. Like, I did a piece in, and I just dug it out before we came on in 2021, and I spoke to three people, the Wicklow Treasurer, the Offaly Secretary, and the Mayo Chairman. And they discovered it. The headline on the piece was, and I just found it here, 30 hours a week, 12,000 financial transactions in a year, and turning over millions. That is That was just basically to sum up the experience of county board officials. Liam Moffat was the Mayo Chairman. He's a physio by trade. He runs his own business, so he has some experience in that. But as a county board chairman, just for say, for example... You have to be across areas like, and maybe we're going off point here, but and, and we'll come back to it. But you have to be across areas, say something like something like child protection, competition structures, infrastructural projects, financial management. Um, that's only the start. You need you need to appoint people. You're basically a CEO of a minor company. I looked it up before we came on. Donegal spent 1.7 million last year, according to their own accounts. They took in 1.59 million. And an operating deficit of 133 million. Now, some I don't know where the full-time officer sits within the Donegal County Board structure. Or Dublin have a CEO, Mead have a guy at a different place, different counties use different things. But somebody, the bulk of that work has been done by amateurs. So the amount of work they are shoveling is incredible. And so for something like this to go spectacularly wrong as it has, the academy thing, it's it's not great, but it probably shouldn't be that surprising. So I, I would have an, a certain amount of sympathy. I'm not talking specifically about Donegal, but for people who take on those jobs, they're absolutely thankless tasks and there's nothing in it for them generally except a lot of grief. And maybe if you're lucky, you'll be in situ when when your county wins something. But that's as good as it gets. So I agree 100% with Gary. Be very careful what you wish for in terms of like, you know, who comes along because there isn't a ready-made... The, the next guy who comes in is not necessarily going to solve all your ills either or the next you know you put your new executive in it's not going to be so you do you do need to be very careful in that and that's just again not specifically Donegal but it's a very broad point it's but a Donica, job do, do, does that mean and I know Paddy wants to come in then does that mean when people are crying out for clarity like when Carlesi walked away or when you know probably the biggest debacle is when your manager walks away a month out from championship and you call a special meeting and don't even address it. You address how the media are essentially, you know, yeah. being well, mean we're, to we're, you. We're, just we're the like, media, ah, Connor. Like your 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 job as the media, like you know, we can get a little bit carried away. With ourselves. Probably, your yeah, job is to fair. move yeah, the information from one person to the next. If you get criticised, that 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 comes with the territory. Uh, you know, it's a little bit. You know, you need to sometimes. People are happy that you're there, and sometimes they hate to see you coming. But either way, you have to be there. That's that's the that's the gig. Like I think you just kind of, if it goes against you sometimes, and people give you a bit of grief, I think you just have to suck it up and get on with it because that is the very, at the at its kernel, that's the nature of the job. I think you can separate out Paddy Carr walking away and the county board to a slight degree. 
Like Paddy w- was over the over the team. They weren't going well. The players weren't delighted with things, and you know I think that's going to happen more and more as well. We saw it in Limerick with Ray Dempsey. I think you know the players are a very have a huge say in the manager now. I'd be much more worried about the the, the academy side of things from a Donegal perspective because you know I think Donegal have a very good group of players. You know, with a little bit of unity and direction, and maybe maybe there'll be a reaction to this. I wouldn't be surprised if they went on to have a decent year because they're not they're not a, they're in a lot better place than a lot of counties. But the academy is the much more worrying thing because that's a strategic thing. That's something that's going to make you better in five and ten and fifteen years time. And if that works, that can you know you're regularly contesting on the big days. But that seemed to be started up. The ideal man was in place, both in terms of his qualifications and his standing within the county was second to none. And it has seems to have fallen apart in in a matter of weeks. And I think that's the major one. You know, you can get another, with all due respect to Paddy Carr, I mentioned that I have some personal experience with him. Lovely man, a great man. Um, but you can get a new county manager. Um, I'm not, there's so much work to be done to get a new academy in place. I would agree with that part. I would disagree though about the separation of the whole thing between the board and the managerial appointment because at the end of the day, I would agree with him and McGee on off the ball during the week. Like, it was the process itself and who we actually could have got in. That would be my big, big gripe. I just want to, lads, go to the email that was put out from the county board this morning. It said, at this point, we as a county committee wish to thank the academy and in particular former head of academy, Carl Lacey, for the outstanding progress that the academy has made to date. We wish to clearly state there is no suggestion of any misconduct relating to Carl or academy personnel. We also most strongly caution against and condemn any such actions. But there was all sorts of rumours going on in the past couple of weeks and nasty, nasty rumours about different things that we're probably even afraid to talk about here, let's be honest, on a podcast. And I'm wondering why that statement has come out now when Carl wanted that something similar back in January. And a lot of this could have been abated had that come out, Connor. Yeah, and it was understood last night, Paddy, that, um, look, we weren't there. We're only hearing what people are saying. But it was understood that Carl did put out a statement over a month ago. It wasn't read at the last meeting, so obviously it had to be pushed on to be read last night. And it was pressed by the floor that a member of the county board were to stand up and read the meet, uh, read the statement from Carlesi, and it was never done. Um, we don't know why. I don't know why. I'm not even going to speculate why. Um, we have heard the rumours that Carl has been cleared of, Uh Gardavetan, they said people in place weren't Gardavetted. It turns out they were Gardavetted. Uh, the finances, I don't even want to name out the numbers because they are all over the place, but apparently that was cleared up as well. It, again, it's like that Monty Python skit in The Life of Brian where you're kind of going, oh, what has Carl Lacey ever done for us? And then you lay out all his achievements and you're like, oh, well, apart from the All-Ireland win, apart from setting up the academy, apart from winning player of the year, what has Carl Lacey ever done for us? You know, and as I said, it's just begun, it's beyond laughable at this stage. And I agree with Donica and Gary 100%. This isn't painting everyone with the same brush. There are some brilliant, brilliant people in the county board. So I know a few of them former county uh, chairman who was brought back, Sean Dunyan. I know Sean from my club. Brilliant, brilliant man and very, very dedicated to Donegal GAA. I'm just saying what has been happening the past few weeks isn't good. And that, that's all, all you have to say. And I don't think anyone would disagree with that, really. 
Gary, Eamon McGee is again go back to off the ball. Said a couple of people's positions were untenable because of the managerial process itself. He was talking about Paddy Carr. I suppose that that's one. We're going to come to that in a second. In your opinion, do you think Carl Lacey will come back to the Donegal GAA Academy? Um, it feels like the room isn't big enough for for a couple of people. Yeah, and, and listen, I, I I think it is. You you have the word there that you know. The couple, it, it seems to be, a, 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 there's going to be have to have to be a couple of people that have to move on, and uh, for that to happen, and it's not a huge amount of people. It's a couple of people. That's what the word on the ground is. They're going to have to move on. Um, they've been, I suppose, people are saying, you know, they were there for the managerial process. Now uh, they were there when Declan Boner got beat last year against Armagh. It took someone like five weeks before he resigned. You know, that was a huge window wasted there as well that, that we could have been out. There was numerous stories about uh, other people, top class potential managers being met and uh, didn't get the opportunity maybe to get the job and maybe have been what was being told. Uh, that You know, then will Carlesi come back? Uh, is a million dollar question. I think it's definitely possible, but he won't come back while the current members are still there. I uh, that was from my reading from 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 the outside. Do we need Carl Lacey back? One hundred percent. Everyone in Donegal would love to see him back because listen, suppose me, I I I'm football number one, and I was lucky enough to work with cards. Suppose uh, at different stages in the Donegal teams and uh I've worked with him since beyond that there through through work etc and I know what he brings and I've worked with him suppose that the linked in with him with the academy side and, and the college up in St Unions as well um for through the SNC and I knew the work that he was doing from conversations there and that we definitely need him back. I think it was Connor touched about there we don't have anyone or someone said at the meeting last night we don't have anyone else like this in the county that none of these boys are growing on trees. Um, you know, so like Paddy, yes, there's going to be people Eamon's right. I agree with Eamon. You know, there is going to be people that have to move on and uh, I think Paddy the sooner that happens the better. I think this could very easily be wrapped up very quickly if uh, if that did happen, I I thought the statement last night was interesting, lads, because it basically said, "Look, the door with the door is open for for Carl Lacey to come back. We hope he comes back." Um, and that was very interesting because surely between all the over and back over the last few weeks and months, they know exactly what Carl wants in terms of how he wants to run the academy, what has to be in place for him to do it, and you know this. So the proof of the pudding will be eaten in, in that regard. Is this something that you put out in that you put out into the into the eater and you're it's just now they want them back they want them back but will they put what they what's required in place for carol to come back that's the real question so they know exactly what he wants i can i can only imagine that they know what he wants and by putting out that statement last night you'll be hoping to prepare to give him that and as as gary says if they put the right things in place you know this could be tidied up in you know could be tidied up in a week if there was real will there it could be tidied up in a week or a fortnight real will and I think in the long, if 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 you guys know the mood up there better, if 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 it need if it requires someone or or a few people to fall on those swords for the greater good, then you would urge them to do it because these things get really messy really quick. They pull, they pull life 
energy out of the whole thing. Uh, people who were at the, the the last Donegal game could tell you they could just sense the gloom with Donegal people, how badly things were going. Just the whole, just drains the whole thing, you know. It just pulls like, and whereas you look at if you look at Mayo at the minute, like they can't do anything wrong. You know, things are just going for them, and it's just momentum is such a, it's completely inexplicable, but you, it's also very tangible at the same time. And that is like Donegal need to get themselves back up and running very quickly. I think they're going to Newry for the first round of the championship, aren't they? Yeah, um, so that third of April, yeah, yeah. So that's coming around really quick. So you have a few weeks, sort this out, uh, uh, circle the wagons, and then and go to Newry in, in a game that's you know very winnable, but also very dangerous for them at the same time. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 uh, the statement made for interest in reading. It would give you a little bit of hope, but if we're still talking about this in two or three weeks' time. Um, you know, I think, I think then we'll know at that stage that it's done. I think we're, we're going to this if, if this is moving in the right direction, it's going to move pretty quick. I would, I would imagine. Yeah, um, and, and and the new chairman, Donegal, we have a new chairman this year, Ferris McGee, is probably very unfair in him that he's inherited all of this. But mm. from from stories last night, he's really putting the shoulder to the wheel, and I believe there's going to be a selection committee going after Carl to try and get him back. So please God that that happens. You know. From the stories last night, he is going to try now and sort this out. Well, so that's the start. kind of leadership that it is, and that's the word for this leadership. You know, it's like it's like taking people who need to take a bit of a lick, maybe to take a lick. People who need to stand up and say no to somebody and plant their feet and just say this is the way it's going to be. Someone has to do that, and then someone has to go and knock on Carl's door and say, "Look, this is coming. This is coming. We're giving you the things we want." You know, and obviously. He wants, he needs a certain amount of autonomy to do it. And at the same time, he has to operate on the auspices of county board. That's just the GA constitution. But it's, it's you know, I, I, I looking in at it as an outsider, it feels like there's a quick fix if there's a couple of just a little, you know, a couple of people just maybe take a lick or two and then move on. Can you see Donica or Gary, one of you who might be in the know, uh, a quick change to this in terms of, are we all going to be rosy at the end of the month or will there be people walking away? Because from what it looks like at the moment, it seems like a real sliding doors moment where we can see the shift from the old ethos of the GA, which is the amateur ethos of the GA, to maybe what Carl's having with academies and wanting to push it on to a more high performance professional level. And these are just two eras of the GA that can't click anymore. Well, the work everywhere it works everywhere else, Connor. Do you know what I mean? It, like there, there is some sort of interface between the full time officers and the, the the volunteers. Like that, that's everywhere. It's I live a hundred meters from Crow Park. It's down there as well. There's people who come in on match day and the steward for free or whatever, and then there's people who you know run the thing from Monday to Friday. That that interface exists. It would always exist. There'd probably be a bigger, uh, a bigger cohort of professional people as as time goes on, but. That that's unavoidable. It's not. It's not. I I don't really think it's a sliding doors moment. I think it's. I think it's just. This is. These two worlds have always existed. It's always been a little bit uneasy existence. If you're being honest, it's the fellows who are doing it for nothing and the fellows who are getting something out of it. You know, it's just, it's a slightly different thing. Um, but it, it's just that's something that has to work. And if you look at say, look at the Dublin, the all conquering team, like they had loads of everything in terms of resources and everything, but they also had. People plugging away, volunteers. They've guys open up Parnell Park as well. Same people who op- open up Bally Buffet. You know, they, there is always that that uh, little clash there, and you just need someone above it, making sure it's all working as smoothly as possible. And of course, we we've seen it before, Gary. I mean, 
in in county boards we have a motion of no confidence if that's going to go to the floor we it's it's unknown yet but we have seen that before happen in cork and various other counties and the politics of the ga is you know you might be on the side of Lacey or whoever it is but sometimes it can be hard to shift these so-called political figures out of their positions yeah it, it, it is and you know that's why I would be trying to maybe the big message go here is that we don't need to be on sides that we're Donegal yeah. you know yeah. uh, and, and we and we and I mean particularly you know I'm probably speaking from the heart here I want Donegal to do really really well and I'm I just don't go, and to me, it makes sense. Yes, some people are going to have to leave, and some people are. I'm oh, sorry, and we need Carlisi back. That's the two things we need. Uh, and uh, like uh, as Donegal said, like a week, ten days, fortnight, boom, that started. You know, like you know, I've I've been in there. I know it's difficult working in there as a coach and as and as a manager, and you have remits, and you don't get a lot of things that you need to to run it successful, and uh, it's hard. And you just sometimes have to suck it up, and probably in the past we all did suck it up, maybe, and uh, and took it on the chin, and fought our corners best as we could, and and carries maybe now taking it to another step that come here and enough's enough. Uh, we we have to we have to push on here and take it to to another le- another level, you know. Connor Laverty now and down is probably rubbing his hands, and he's like thinking, "Happy days here, you know, this is perfect for us." These boys are going to be in the disarray coming in, so they are uh, and in four weeks from Sunday and the Park Easter. But you know, I don't know. You know, the players. I think you know, knowing those players for a long time, I th- I th- I think you know their their fire is going to be burning in them. They're going to want to go up there and make sure. Like I remember, I was up there a couple of years ago. We played them in championship. Like and we hold them out the gate. You know, like so we we. We are a good team. We haven't become a bad team over, overnight. Like we beat Kerry, we drew with Galway. That's the two teams in the were in the All Ireland final last year. That's your top two. So like we're still a good team. We've had a couple of bad results. We've had a, uh, a few punches to the stomach. But hey, listen, but back those boys in the corner. I, I'll back them to come out fighting. That, that that's need- a very interesting point. I think like like the, the players will their reaction to all of this will be very interesting. You know it's. Absolute turmoil. Lost your manager. Uh, it looks like the two boys are staying on to take it in charge. But, you know, this is an ideal scenario for the players to take charge of the thing. We always talk about culture and, you know, you know, player-driven culture and things like that. This is the moment, you know what I mean? It, everything's going on and down around them, it probably feels like. But at the same time, very good group of players. A Division 1 team, I think, was uh, was, was Hugh McFadden on BBC the other day saying, listen, I think we're a Division 1 team. Absolutely are. Like, I spend my weekends going to Division 1 and Division 2 matches. Like I'm from Mead, you know. You, if you watch Mead enough, you'd know they're a Division Two team. Like that's just where they are at the moment. You watch enough of Donegal, you know they're a Division One team. They have the tools, they have to set up the equipment. They've had some great coaches over the years and some really good players. And I think probably you're going to see a couple of fellas. Certainly in the national, you guys would know, but I think on, and we're going to have more fellas on the national consciousness now because we spend so much time talking about Michael Murphy and rightly so. But I think there's loads of good players, just a level underneath that that will be that will can flourish a little bit now. But their reaction to this and if they can I, I look at I think the league is gone. I know there's a mathematic possibility and all that. I think the league is gone. But if they can pull out and go to Newry and win, it'll do so much even to heal wounds and rifts that we're talking about. Results like are 90% of everything. Do you know what I mean? And if you can go to down and win 
you know, that everyone's in a good mood and all that momentum thing we we're talking about, that doom and gloom suddenly could be turned around and all of a sudden, you you know, you wouldn't know what could happen. Everything, everybody will be in a good mood. I absolutely categorically agree with you. If, and I know I keep harping back to it, if we get Carol Lacey and those coaches back on board by whatever means is necessary, I agree. I actually felt if Donegal had beat Mayo on Sunday, I think it would have papered over to the cracks with the whole academy thing, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, Brits in Division 1. Of course, Gary, myself and yourself love going to Division 1 games. We want to be going to Tralee, Killarney, hosting the big boys, you know, Dublin, Derry. You know, likely Dublin's going to come back up. But I will be in good humour about all of this again if we get Carl Lacey. And by the way, people are slating me here saying, you're just pro-Lacey, you're just pro-Lacey, you've been fed this and that. I absolutely am, and because Gary already touched on it, it's the school structures in the other Ulster counties, and it's the setups that other counties have. I just, anybody that knows me personally, and like Gary and Connor, we absolutely are just want to see Donegal win, and we literally want to be those big days coming down the hill in Clones or Belfast or Timbuktu, wherever those games are on, and I'll be a happy man, and I'll agree with you, Donica, that things are brilliant we beat down, but we have that academy back with those particular boys back. Because even if it's a different academy, for me, then you've still, and it's a totally different personnel and the academy's back and running. You you still have the split in the county because the whole problem is not actually sorted. You have, you don't have Paddy McGrath and Neil McGee coming in. You don't, because I know they're going to, they're going to stay with Lacey, the course on this, but we need those boys back. And whatever that takes, I would agree with that. And that's just, I'm just, a, I just want Donegal winning. And you're the same, Gary. And anybody that knows us, they may have problems with us, but they can't question how much we just want Donegal to win. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, last point, I think it is just so sad because, as I said, we've done seven preview shows in 2023. And as Donica and Gary said, you know, we've rarely touched on the football. It's been off the topic issue. You know, we should have been on the podcast today talking about, you know, if Donegal had a brutal performance against Mayo or an excellent performance against Mayo and really going into the nitty gritty and what they can do better against Roscommon. And we just haven't been able to do that, you know. And the, that that's so sad, Gary, that it's being taken away from the players. I mean... I was reading Frank Roach's piece on the day that uh, Paddy Carr stepped down and, you know, he started off with the quote from Paddy Carr when he, he got the job 149 days ago and it said, you know, his heart and soul was without a doubt in Donegal and that it was his dream job. And 149 days later, he walks away for whatever reason, whatever atmosphere in the air, whatever doubt he, he had. I mean, I said he had the same, you know, win rate as Declan Boner and Declan Boner's first year in the league. And I don't think it was as doom and gloom talking to lads inside. They still seem to be a very tight group. The backroom team are still there. Um, He has a fantastic CV, Paddy. You know, he has a fantastic CV, Paddy Carr. And um, Donny Carr, you know, he's, he's, he's from your area. Maybe in months or weeks' time, he might be able to come out and be honest and say something about it and uh, tell us how he truly felt. And in hindsight, he probably didn't know that it would have taken up much of his life. But it's just, I can only have sympathy from Gary at this state. And you've been in coaching a long time and you know what it's like to have them dark days. Aye, listen, you'll always have more dark days, Connor, than you have good days. Um, that's just the way, the way it goes. Um 
what do you call it? Uh, unfortunately for Patty, it, it ended like this. I I don't know the man personally, but it comes across as a real real. Nice Sorry, Gary. Just to cut across you, three players. It was aired last night, wasn't it? Three players went to Patty Carr. Was it a letter or was it that they meet in person? What what actually happened? Maybe that'll come out by the time after this podcast is recorded. What what yeah. happened there, Gary? Don't go live. Seem to ha- have it up anyway. And there's three three players named in it, Patty, which probably is not ideal. Uh, going 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 down to, to meet him. It's very probably unfair on those players that they're that they're named. You know, it's it's uh not nice for the for them now. Um, to have their name linked to that there. I mean, because at the end of the day, players are not mugs in the modern game. You won't pull the wool over their eyes. You know, if if, if they think someone's not good enough, don't I talk about leadership? You know, it's maybe strong leadership of them maybe approaching this here and trying to deal with it. Other people disagree. They'll say it's player player power. So it is. Um, someone said to me the day, sometimes past player power is even more. So it is <laughs> uh, in counties. Um, but maybe, Paddy, you know, I mentioned to Connor in one of the previous podcasts. Um, Donna, you'll know your neighbor's Kevin. Recently, in the last year to 18 months, appointed an operations manager, Tyrone, our hateful, or sorry, lovely neighbours next door, appointed uh, an operations manager. So they did in the last mm. three to four months, though it is. Uh, I said that, Connor, to you in the previous podcast. I think that's the way we have to go. There was, I was on, I was on, I was on the people's that weren't going for elections for the convention last year, Patty. People had that. It was I know when the phone calls were going around looking for votes, they were saying one of the things we need is an operations manager in Donegal. Uh so you know, I think it is the way to go. And Donegal, you referred to that earlier too, you know, about a CEO. So it, it is mm. kind of an operate. I think that's where whatever money we get for full time administrators, that's where it needs to go. And and yeah. just to say on that, it um whatever people might make of it, it's um you know, when them players meet up with the manager, look, we see it in Mayo, we, we've seen it in Mayo, we've seen it in a lot, a lot of counties, and we know it was the, the three senior players. It's it's hard when that's not kept. Just reading it now, Connor. Just reading it, yeah. So, Paddy McBrady, Owen, and Owen Bannell, Q McFan. So, yeah, just reading the... Article. To be fair, the, the, the likelihood is, lads, and, and Gary would know better, but the likelihood is that there was that senior players group or leadership group, whatever it was yeah. called, within the thing, and that it, it wasn't their choice. It's just they are the people who carry out the wishes of the panel. So, you know, that's that's the that's the likely scenario in, in that, I would imagine. And I think, as, as, as I mentioned, like Paddy managed my club 20, north of 20 years ago. I was just starting out very, very young. And, you know, I, I think the, his end of the end of his statement probably summed them up. Uh, I've seen him a handful of times over the last five, six, seven years. But the end of his statement, I think, summed them up when he said, like, as soon as, you know, uh, he wishes nothing but the best for Donegal. And I, w- I would say, at hazard a guess, that as soon as he asked for, as soon as he felt that, you know, that maybe his presence with Donegal uh, wasn't, it wasn't exactly what was required or what was needed, um, I, 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 he stepped away because when he says he is Donegal's best interest at heart, I believe that completely and wholeheartedly. Okay, so... Gary had to just run off there, pick the kids up at school. Are you surprised though, lads? What I don't get in this is why the, and we're not going to go too much longer here. Look, I know there's going to be people screaming at us from every side saying, you didn't mention this, you didn't mention this. Honestly, it's a five-hour podcast and it's it's genuinely, there's five hours of material in all of this. There's probably five from last night as well. Um, But 
Are you surprised, lads? With O'Rourke and Bradley staying on, are you surprised at that? Uh, like, Yeah, sometimes you do see like when there's a change in management, his team goes with him. But maybe you see this has happened so quickly. Um, and we're not, you know, we don't have we're not fully aware of, but this has happened quite quickly. So, you know, maybe there's not, uh, you get to the end of the league, there's very, let's say there's nothing at stake, you know, effectively there's, there's nothing at stake here. Maybe you get to the end of the league and then you reset. Then you look yeah, again. We, then you you have a small bit of breathing space after Sunday in Roscommon. We are aware that the strength and conditioning coach walked away in Matty Brady. He was a Tyrone native. Um, the rest of all stayed on. Um, we presume that Aidan O'Rourke will take it possibly for the end of the season and keep everything intact and try and keep the group together. But we don't know. There could be another story out next week if someone's interested or someone's up for the job. Um, There's no chance, I don't think, of like people are talking about McGinnis and Murphy joint managing and that. I, I just don't think there's any I, chance of that. Well, it, it'll be one of the great things that could happen from a Donegal perspective is that some of those figures within Donegal who, whatever side of the divide you're on, someone like Jim McGinnis would command respect immediately. Um, you know, Rory Cavanagh's name was highly high, linked to it beforehand. Again, someone who would command respect from, I'd imagine, all sides immediately. Um so I, I, that would be a great thing from Donegal point of view to get someone in who is sort of like, no matter where you are, what side, where you stand on it, that they would, they would uh, immediately command that respect. And there is a handful of people I would guess in Donegal that could do that. Um, and if if there was someone like that available, it would, it could smooth things over really quickly. And I think that's what Donegal needs. They need they need they need a solution to this, and they need it quick. And the sooner it comes, the better for them. Yeah, I think that's what people. It's bubbling as well. Just when Jim, I suppose, done his piece as well. Everybody's like, we could have probably had Jim McGinnis. Now, the word, like, we could have had McGinnis. We could have had, it could have been so much different this year. And I would just like to say as well, thanks to Paddy Carr, because only interviewed him three times, didn't get to build up a relationship. I just a lovely, lovely man and a great Donegal man. And I was, just, I was you know, it's I'm sad for him as well, really. Yeah, very tough, I would imagine, on him. Uh, and I hope, look, he was a school principal an intelligent man and would have been used to probably criticism. I know from him close with my own school principal, but you know, I would imagine he's, he's got a strong enough ego to, because it's no doubt very difficult on him. Yeah. I was going to say like, a, a, it's more than well over 20 years ago since he was involved with us, but I would have met him on and off at different things. But yeah, I, I utterly genuine was my impression of him at the time. Loves football. Always loved Donegal. I've dealt with him professionally too, when he was over Crokes. Um, but yeah, serious football man. Always, always uh, feel sorry for him to an extent because like he wanted the Donegal job. That was the job he wanted of all the jobs, uh, and it just hasn't gone, hasn't gone away from him. So, um, look, I, I think, I think in, in as I said earlier, in the moment when it came to it, he did what it wasn't what he wanted to do, but it felt like he he felt like it was the best thing for Donegal, and that was for him to step aside without any great drama because he could have dug in. You know, we've seen it before. People dig in and they say, well, look, the, the club's appointed me. Only the clubs can let me go. As soon as he was approached, he gone, gone quietly. Short statement, out the gap, wishing Donegal the best. And I think that's, from from what I know of him and from what I remember him being over us, that sums the man up, like, very genuine. And to take it, brilliant. yeah, and sorry, Paddy, just, I mean, to take it, um, when he came into the job, there wasn't too many people that were on his side you know, there was uh, scepticism against him from the real get-go and probably didn't have the full backing, you know, either. You know, he was given a two-year deal with a year in review. 
you know, that doesn't really sound like you're being backed too much by the people that are employing you. Yet they said they need to give them time. Well, after one year, I don't think they were going to give them time. And I think for any person to take a job when you're not really wanted in the first place. And what I mean by not wanted, I mean, you weren't the first choice. You weren't even the second choice or the third choice. And I think to step up to the mark, it really shows the character of the man. And it really shows it was probably taking his toll on him. And you do have to probably be a really special person in this day and age to ma manage at inter-county football. We saw it took its toll on Declan Boner in the end. And we can criticise. Managers do get criticised. It's part of the job. But at the end of the day, you don't want to see a good man, a good GA man, suffer like that. 100%. And I have a wedding tomorrow, lads. And I have a big after party the day after. And I'm going to the Ireland game on Monday. So I am actually switching off from Donegal. See you there, Paddy. I'll see you there. I'll see you there as well, Paddy. Oh, oh, very good, lads. I'm actually looking forward. It's my best mate. I just want to give a shout out to one of my best mates, Declan Colum. Marion, believe it or not, my wife's first cousin, Michelle Higgins, and that's tomorrow. So I want to wish both of them a very happy life together. I'm going to be switching completely off, but of course with the residence bar, with two drinks on board, we'll end up talking about it till about Delete the, the Twitter morning. app. Delete the Twitter app. I'm deleting, <laughs> I'm taking no calls until Tuesday. And I think Ireland's going to get something Monday night and they're going to be probably 3-0 down after. And can I just say as well, play for Joe tomorrow. Joe McBrady and Kelly Beggs going through a really, really difficult time. And Joe, just, I'm an drama man for any new listeners, which is in Southwest Donegal, Joe's Kelly Beggs. But Joe, Joe's just that. Uh, Joe's a heartbeat of Kelly Beggs underage success in the 90s and nods. A sound guy, a brilliant coach, and a fantastic GA man. And as I said, going through a really difficult time. And there's a play for Joe tomorrow. And because it's one of my best mates' wedding, I'm going to miss that. But I know there's some big, big stars there. So if you're around Donegal, Southwest Donegal, pop up to Kelly Beggs to that. Joe's a great guy. The respect that man has. has. Now we moved to Dublin, um, you know, living out in West Dublin there and heavily immersed in Dublin club football. And not just club in Donegal, he was just so well known from Malnhead down to Bundorn. So listen, Joe, we wish you all the best. And we hope, you know, tomorrow is a big, big success. So, um, yeah, look, and we're talking about all these other things. Lads, we must always take a step back. There's a much, much, much bigger picture. And, uh, you know, so all, all the best, Joe. Donica Boyle of the Irish Independent. Thank you so much for joining Connor and myself here on the Donegal GAA podcast. Thanks very much. Let's talk to you soon. Final, final word, Connor. I just hope it, uh, comes across uh, well at the end of the day and uh, Donegal can sort themselves out. I want to thank Donica and Gary for coming on as well. And uh, Harry, hopefully by the time this podcast comes out tonight, who knows, we might have another story and it might be all positive and we might all be holding hands at the end of the day in uh, sweet harmony. I doubt it, but we might. We might, we might, we might. Hopefully. Listen, as I said, yeah, I'm switching off to Tuesday, so I'm blocking, I'm blocking your number, Connor. Rightly so, you're not the first man. Hi guys, okay, so I'm away the weekend. Kieran Callan will be covering that one. Bye for now from Connor and myself. Stay, stay safe and we will talk to you in the coming weeks. <laughs>